Diego by Teenage Dads and a couple teenagers in the studio at the moment are Tonics. It's um, Archie and Henry. They busk around Adelaide and you might have seen them around Adelaide Oval after some footy games and you can hear them right now. Hey, guys. G'day. G'day. Thank you for having us. All good. I should just uh, put those microphones towards your face a bit more. Thank you. Live radio. We love it. Um, Welcome to the show. You've got a single coming out in two days, the uh, Stars That Hold Us. Can you tell us about that? Uh, So this one's going to be the second in an EP we're releasing. Um, It was kind of probably the third one we wrote in our creative process and it's we felt like it was probably the right one to put first. Especially, yeah, like, yeah. bridging a gap into kind of a new genre that we're pushing forward. Definitely. And I so agree. if we're speaking on your past genres, you know, it's, like, real party, a bit techno, you can definitely get down to it. Um, is this following the same sort of mood as those songs or are you going into <laughs> a new era? Oh, it's very different, yeah. I think it, it kind of matches, like, teenagehood because we got real into EDM and, like, the whole party disco techno thing and then we've sort of, like, matured a bit and realised that we just wanted to make music that... Uh, it meant something um so it's a lot more like emotional um we've taken a lot of inspiration from like m83 hurry up we're dreaming and like rufus de soul and like a lot of electronic artists that like use all the same skills of electronic music but then like do it to elicit emotion so it's a lot more like meaningful we've got lyrics real drums now it's it's, it's a very different and how do you find that emotion? How do you? How does it come from being a the beings like saxophones and um, simps and whatever to now becoming like lyrics with Sammy, who is featuring on all your tracks? How do you make that? So initially, a lot of it came from just like in my front room for like six hours at a time. We just like play play shit until good stuff comes out. Um, and then once we got Sammy on board. Then we really started like thinking about, oh, you know, what direction are we going to push with lyrics, say, because then suddenly that's what people listening to your music will associate with your music. So then that came like another kind of creative process. Um, and then I think a lot of the inspiration came from kind of going, oh, what's something that, you know, a, a lot of people, including ourselves, can relate to? Um, and also what was something Sammy would be comfortable singing about and opening up about? Are those words from you all collaborating or from Sammy? Yeah, definitely. So there's there's bits from everyone, really. Um, at times, Sammy would bring ideas forward. I would bring ideas forward. We might, like, write separately, so I would go home and, like, write out some stuff. But probably the most common thing was just sitting around as a three and, like, we'd throw a word in and it would, like, form a sentence eventually. It was quite interesting because we go from, like... Our, our full setup, which is, you know, saxophone, drum machine, bunch of synths. So we just go to, like, a piano, like, full, like, laid-back acoustic style to get the, like, words down, and then you bring it back to, like, our setup. So it was it was quite interesting. How do you um, be able to switch from all those different types of music? Do you, Is it from a musical background or is it from passion? Uh, so, yeah, we both we both come from a reasonably musical background. Archie's been playing sax for how many years now? I think six or seven years. Six or seven years, and I've been playing keys most of my life everything he's grown up with everything um and i was i've also been mates with sammy since i was like six years old so it was really like convenient it was quite a comfortable working environment so yeah and you're still still in school yeah yeah year 11 so we just finished year 11 like this week pretty much is our last week congrats and Thank um you. how do you fo- do you focus on schoolwork <laughs> or is this just on your mind it depends. So um, when we first started the EP, we focused on schooling and then we got into like the production stage and I don't think 
Henry listened <laughs> for about six, there was about six months where he's just like behind his laptop, headphones in, not conscious about what the teacher's saying, but like we got there. So now we're sort of, we're back focusing on it because we're finished. So Henry, does that mean that you do the production as well? Yeah, so I did most of the production for the EP and I did most of that in school, which kind of hit, <laughs> yeah. hit me when exams came around, yeah. but yeah. yeah, it was worth it. We're speaking to Tonics, Archie and Henry, they're in high school and you might see them busking around Adelaide, having dreams of playing in Glastonbury in the UK. Where did that dream come from? Uh, it's just my favourite videos on YouTube. I, I like, I adore watching festival videos. I love seeing like my favourite bands and just like the videos where you just see the massive crowd that you just like, it's endless. That's like my favourite thing in the world. So um, yeah, basically just like watching YouTube and just being like, wow, I want to be there so much. Like, And you had a bit of a taste of the festival life at Space Jams. Um, that's actually where I met these guys. I came up to them afterwards. I was like, I need to get you on Radio Adelaide. So much talent. Um, how did you. that feel to look out into the crowd and have people vibing so much of your music? Um, well, that, that would be probably the, like, largest event we've played at so far. And it was really kind of, like... A really important moment in the development of our live stuff because leading up to that we, we were obviously given quite a lot of notice and we we planned every minute of that like we did so much rehearsing because I, I guess we knew that like a lot of good opportunities could come from it like we're literally on radio right now which is yeah. pretty exciting um so I, I feel like it gave us a good kind of opportunity to sit back and go right what could we do that would be different what could we do that would be exciting in a live set you know what stuff people haven't seen what stuff that'll um keep people entertained so yeah and this song that's coming out stars that hold us which will be debuted after this interview which we're very excited about was that played in the set it was so we played the entire ep because um space jams asked us to play for 90 minutes and i think up to that uh, gig we'd only played for a maximum of about 40 so it was like oh we've got to throw everything in there so yeah we, we did that is huge <laughs> 90 minutes wow. it was very stressful i felt like i was putting on like a full opera like rehearsals <laughs> beforehand we were planning it down to the second and um when you when you were on stage and you looked out um I'm going to switch up the question from that. I don't know where I was going with that one. Um, but Pegs was something that was played at that, at that festival. And I remember you saying that this, this was the song that your dad or your uncle told you that you had <laughs> yeah. to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, how did that song come about? It was the first song that you ever released. Yeah, so Pegs is a long, long time ago when we first started. Um, Henry came up with this like little um, arpeggio thing. And we ended up pursuing it as like, all right, we'll choose. That's like, we had a whole bunch of songs that we'd composed, but not actually like created, like uh, produced. And Henry's like, okay, we'll, we'll focus on this one. And, um, and we released it in October of 2021. And it was like, you know, our big debut. We were really happy with it, really happy with how it went. And, um, you know, people were like still like, when they think of tonics they think of pegs often but for us it's been difficult because we don't think of ourselves as like as pegs like because we've changed so much so what we did was we we wanted to play it because people sort of know it and and my dad was like well how can you not play like your hit song it's not really our hit song but um so we're like okay well we'll remix it so what Henry did was he replaced the EDM drums in the chorus and we used a, a special program to put like more rock drums. Right. So it had a completely different feel, but it was the same song. 
Oh, that's really cool that you're creating your own narrative with this. And Pegs isn't even on your debut EP that's coming out soon. When is, you know, the single's coming out in two days. When's the EP coming out? Yep. So the next single, I think, uh, will be probably about February 9. And then we're looking at March. We'll add the, the last two songs to make it like a complete four. Great. So one at a time, having people a moment to process it and now about to process in the mind is this debut release of Stars That Hold Us. Um, anything that you want to say before we chuck it on? Oh, no, we hope you enjoy. Thanks for having us again. Oh, good. We'll speak to you after the song.
like I just rose a mountain and at the top there was just a sign that said Tonics. <laughs> Thank you. Stars That Hold Us by Tonics, radio premiere. That's it. out in the, the world. First time. First yeah. time. And you guys, that's your third single that you've ever released. Um, how, how does it feel to almost be out released on all the platforms in a couple of days? Oh, I'm so excited, to be honest. Like, I just, it's been a whole year. We started in January, the EP, and I'm just like, this is the day, this is the moment. So I'm very keen. I feel like, um, considering the length of this process, like for Pegs and Era, it, it was um, a shorter, more self-enclosed process, kind of, you know, uh, songwriting, producing, and then marketing and releasing. But this EP is kind of, you know, it started in very primitive concept. And then as we developed it, it was kind of like, oh, how are we going to approach releasing this? And then eventually we decided, you know, we'd put this one out first. So I feel like it's very exciting seeing it come to fruition. So do you have a different group of people behind you to, to get this all from being music to out in the world now? Oh, definitely. The EP would be nothing um, without, like, the, the support base we have. So I guess the most important thing would obviously be our parents, definitely just pretty much funding um, all the early days of music, all the equipment, all the lessons, and just supporting us into it. But then particularly with the EP... Um, a lady called Susan who runs on the flip side events. So they do a lot of um, gigs and stuff around Adelaide. Like skate days. Yeah, skate days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she runs those and she's just such a nice person. And um, so she approached us about doing a gig. And then after the gig, she said, hey, like, I think I could get you guys a grant if you wanted to do some recording. And we were like, at first, we didn't have any music. We hadn't started the EP. So we're like, look, thanks, but well, we don't know what we'd record. And then a while later, we were went back and approached her and we're like, hey, we have an EP now. Do you think it'd still be on the table? And she said, yeah. Wait. So she applied for all of it on our behalf. We didn't have to do a thing and we were able to get that grant from the city of Charles Sturt, which basically funded, I think it was about four days at Wizardtone Studios. So then from there, we had the engineer there called James Brown, who has supported, mixed, um, uh, produced as uh, alongside Henry, the EP and it like just added that touch because he's like such a good producer and then of course Jordan Lennon who came on drums and Sammy who came on vocals so that was yeah very important to have those people around us. That is fantastic and you can tell that it's a, such a um, put together pro project and especially with that rise there like you could just imagine yourself fist bumping to that in a crowd <laughs> so when are, when are we going to see it live? Um. So Quite interestingly, actually, on the 17th of December, which is just a week and a couple of days after we release the song, we're doing a gig at the Gov um, for Redfest. Woo! And we'll definitely be playing it there. Oh, wicked. Uh, yeah. And the Gov is so intimate as well, just yeah. like Space Jams. And you're speaking of support, out at Space Jams was out at Inman Valley. Um, you had all your mates come along in the crowd. How does it feel to have um, your mates supporting you? Oh, so good, especially being, like, far away. We're so young, so not all of us have uh, licences. So it's so good to see some of them come out and drive the kids that didn't have their licences, and then we all just camped. So, oh, honestly, it was fantastic. It was, like, every time I could see through the smoke on stage, i just see my mates. I was, like, so happy. <laughs> and it was a huge 90-minute set. Um, are you planning to do big events like that from now on? Is live music something that you're into? Yeah, so live music is, I'd say, arguably our biggest thing. Like, yeah. I think the the releasing, the marketing, social media, that's all secondary. Our, our biggest thing is those sets, like, 
that's what we enjoy the most. Um, I also feel like we've we've kind of we kind of we do a lot of like thinking, like a lot of it vague, but a lot of like, oh, what is what is you know like our go-to conversation would be, oh, what can we do here? What is something interesting that we can put forth? Um, that we could kind of so for example, Redfest coming up, we're like. What is something we can put into this set that you know people haven't seen? What's something we can put into the set that will actually make people like look twice, so that you know when they come away from that night having seen, I think there's like 20 acts playing at Redfest, they go, oh, I remember Tonics because you know they did so and so. Who taught you that? YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the age of technology. Yeah. So um, is it is it um. At people or do you look up certain ideas of how to be a successful musician what is it I think in general both of us watch a lot of live performances like I'll just you know when I get home from school from 3 to 11 I'll just have like concerts on I'll have sets on and I, you just pick up oh you know you might pick up something that Coldplay did for example you know their music might not be interchangeable with yours but their performance style might be and so then you take up a, a little portion of their set and suddenly you've got inspiration for what you might do in your own performance. But also, um, we, we do uh, attend a lot of festivals. We love, we've always loved WOMAD, biggest fans of WOMAD. Love it. So seeing, like, when we, we saw Baker Boy, I think, last time, and that, that was probably one that mm. blew our minds. Energetic. Yeah, yeah, I was mental. And, like, last week we saw Flume and Jacob Collier. And so, yeah, we, we do see a lot in Adelaide, which is just like, wow, we need to try and do that. And so when you two ta came together to make Tonics, did you think that this was going to be something that you wanted to turn into a project and get out to the world, or was it just a passion piece? Oh, so not at all, actually. So I'd, I'd gotten my synth a year earlier, which is kind of... Because before then we'd been another band called Saxburg, which just did the busking. Right. Like, it was kind of its own exclusive... Um, endeavor, and then uh, once I got this synth, Archie came over one time and we're like, "Ah, oh, Ar Archie suggested, oh, it'd be pretty cool actually if I played like sax whilst you played synth." And then we actually wrote one one of kind of our still like favorite. It's unreleased, but one of our favorite songs to this day, which we're we're gonna put on an EP that we might do potentially after this EP is all out. Oh yeah, um, which is exciting. <laughs> uh, but then we just kind of jammed um, for an hour or two and went, we could make something of this. Yes. Yeah, it's it's different to um, a, a lot of things that people experience. You mentioned the inspiration from M83, but there's not much around Adelaide of this techno sort of music. So um, how do you feel that you're going to really cement yourself in this way? So initially when we started off um, performing around Adelaide, it was a bit of a culture shock in that we were like, wow, there is no one around us in any venue we play even remotely similar. Right. Um, and, you know, it had, it had its benefits and it had its, like, weaknesses, I guess you could say. Um, but I feel like we kind of, we decided, you know, okay, we're, we're going to have to push that, like, and we have to kind of proudly accept that, you know, we're very different, our music's very different to this scene and kind of push forth on that note, like, as opposed to, you know, oh, we can, we can fit in with your grunge music, we can fit in with this, you know, like, we're not too dissimilar. Like, we were very happy to kind of state how different what we were doing was. Did you get resistance? Yeah, 